Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a milestone episode of the Get Around Podcast 250. We have made it this far. Uh, there have been uh, a great deal of different crews that have uh, been at the helm of the Get Around Podcasts ship. Uh, and right now, uh, I am your host, Brendan Queeley, and alongside me are James Cook and Jordan Puente. Uh, happy to have you along. Uh, episode 250, big deal. Uh, halfway to 500. We're, we're getting, we're getting closer to 500. And then when we get to 500, we're halfway to a thousand. Then when we get to a thousand, we're only one tenth of the way to 10,000. So, I mean, this, this podcast is obviously going to go on 10,000 episodes, right? Which would be. How many years? How many years would that be if we got to ten thousand? And, and I, we probably don't even do. I know we don't do fifty-two a no. year. Um, no, not quite. Not even close. Because we take off time during the summer. Uh, we take off time during the holidays. So we probably do like I don't know forty episodes a year. We'll make it. We at least take twelve weeks off where we don't do it, right? Yeah. I would say if you, that has to be like a few years, like three, four. I'll years. I'll be I'll be generous and give us like forty two. So let's let's see. All right, so ten thousand divided by forty two equals. Okay, so it would take us two hundred and thirty eight years. I don't think I'm going to be around two hundred thirty eight that long. I, said five. I don't know about you guys. I said five. I don't think I will. Yeah. I don't think I will. Yeah, and I, I don't know if our if our sponsor will be around for 238 years. And our sponsor is Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh, and they do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, right. the first episode of the podcast was August 31st, 2017. Okay. So August 31st, 2017 to now. So we're April twenty fourth, six years. Wow, six years, close to six years. Wow, and two hundred fifty episodes. Okay, so yeah, we're doing a little more than we're doing a little more than forty a year. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not bad. I'll take that. I mean, honestly, I think you know there are people who do three, four podcasts a week. A day. That seems mm-hmm. nuts. But but hey, if that's all you're doing, if you've got a podcast empire and that's what that's what all your job is, you know, more power more power to you. Facts. Create the content, get it out there, shovel it into the consumers' mouths. <laughs> uh, so we have got a wonderful show for you here on episode 250, uh, a mammoth show, uh, along with the reveal of the March Madness logo winner. Um, we or the March logo madness winner. Uh, we have. Uh, discussion about the Lake Michigan Conference and the Northern Shores Conference. Uh, we'll go over some games of the week uh, coming up this week, some good stuff on the schedule. Uh, we will talk about the boys and girls all-region basketball teams that are being revealed, unveiled uh, a little bit on this show. We'll reveal some players, not all the players, uh, and uh, both of those will be released this coming Saturday and Sunday in the Record Eagle, so make sure you pick up a copy of that uh, wherever they are sold. Look for it online as well. We have an interview with our uh, boys basketball co-players of the year, Traverse City St. Francis's Wyatt Nosedis and Traverse City Central's Anthony Rival. That will be coming up a little bit later. Uh, as always, we have our Get Around Hall of Fame in 
ducting at least one, maybe two, uh, maybe three, maybe four athletes uh, into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And as always, we will wrap up the show with our happy endings and talk about what made us happy inside and outside of sports this week. So before we get to Jordan's question of the week, which is uh, inspired by his trip down to Chicago to watch the Dodgers and the Cubs play at Wrigley Field. Hope you had a good time, by the way, pal. It was awesome. Uh, I hope it was was enjoyable. It was awesome. Um, Let's reveal the winner of March Logo Madness. It has taken well into April and almost May, (laughs) uh, but, uh, but here we are finally ready to reveal uh, who won. And I'm going to say it's a little bit of a surprise. I don't know if you guys saw uh, who the winner was, but the finalists were Traverse City Central, Glen Lake, and Kingsley. In third place, Kingsley with 50 votes. Oh, I'm sorry. In third place was Glen Lake with 50 votes. In second place, Traverse City Central with 53 votes. And then in first place, who I said was in third place, but is actually in third or in first, the Kingsley Stags won our March Logo Madness with 83 votes, and so we will uh, send out a celebration tweet uh, either later tonight or tomorrow sometime. I'm sure I'll remember to do it. I'm so good at remembering these things and not forgetting them uh, at all. I do such a great job of remembering everything. Uh, but, yeah, so congratulations to uh, to Kingsley, uh, the Kingsley Stags, the Winners of the inaugural March Logo Madness uh, kind of bracket-style tournament that wasn't really a bracket. We just kind of made it up as uh, we went along because that was the easiest way to do it. And thank God that Elon didn't take away the ability for <laughs> for the regular folk to uh, the, the non-blue-check-marked uh, Twitter users to, to, uh, to vote. So, so oh, that's yeah. good. Did you lose your blue-check mark? You guys have blue check marks? No, I never had a blue check mark. I never had a blue check mark. I've, I've, I've never been verified, and I mean, honestly, didn't care. I mean, I don't know why anyone would want to would want to imitate. I mean, my it, it's not it's not good to be the real me. Why would it be good to be the fake me? That doesn't make any sense. Well, we had that happen though that one time. What? That was why I kind of wanted us, wanted them to get us verified. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, well, they, yeah. somebody on Twitter that was pretending to be a writer, a sports writer for the Record Eagle. No. And then they yeah. were posting like, we reported them and they got banned. Um, they were posting like I can't remember if it was racist or misogynist stuff or oh. I mean it was some not good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Trying yeah. to make the, and this same guy had done, done that trying to set up other accounts claiming to be writers at various newspapers wow. around the country and yeah well wow yeah twitter's imploding it feels like but i don't really care and uh I, the people who do care should care about something a little more important yeah i'm not social invested media site. even at an eight dollar level who right $8. who who cares $8. right so that's fine. All the, I mean, I what, what I do feel bad for are all the people whose jobs depend on Twitter. Yeah, you know the, the social media managers and marketers and stuff like that. That's tough. I'm I'm just glad that that here at the Record Eagle, we never made social media or, or Twitter like a priority priority. We share our content through Facebook and, and Twitter and things like that. But you know, we've never made it like I know there are other 
uh, news organizations uh, who require their employees to send out a certain amount of tweets throughout the week uh, for engagement and things like that. And I'm, I'm glad we never fell for that uh, ridiculousness. But that's just my opinion. Just one man's. So, uh, there was a funny back and forth, I think, between a couple of the Northwoods League's teams, uh, where one of them was bemoaning that they lost their check mark, and the other one kind of had their back. Wow. What was going at it? All right, Jordan, I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend. Uh, this was your idea for the question of the week, so let's go ahead and uh, we'll get into the age-old debate of uh, who has the best pizza, uh, and... Uh, Oh, yeah. And we can ask, is is pizza a sandwich? And then we can ask, is pizza a hot dog? Uh, and then well, we can move on uh, from there. So uh, question of the week, uh, it's yours, Jordan. Awesome. Yeah, so it is inspired by my trip to Chicago. Um, I've been to New York last, I went to New York last year, had some New York pizza. Now that I've moved here, I had some Detroit-style pizza. And I took my trip to Chicago. Obviously, I had to have a Chicago-style pizza. Now, with both of you guys, with Brendan, you being from Chicago, you being, obviously, you've been around Detroit and have had Detroit-style type pizza. What pizza is the best? Chicago, New York, or other? Chicago, New York, Detroit, or other? Well, how do you feel about California pizza? Cause you're... So, California, I mean, there, yeah, we do kind of have our pizza, but like, it's not like Chicago, it's not New York, it's not Detroit, like... I don't know, like, California Pizza Kitchen? Like, what? There's really not, like, a style of California pizza. No, like, that's, like, the best. They have, like, cauliflower and... Yes, I get... I mean, power, yeah, you can do greens. that. Throw, throw some pineapple on there. Like, there's... That's why. Uh, that's uh, as creative as you're going to get in California. I personally, like... That's why we always talk about, oh, New York, Chicago, Detroit, any other pizza that's not ours, because there's really... We don't really have a pizza. It's just... California Pizza Kitchen, man. Just, that's so I've, I've had I've had Chicago pizza in Chicago. I have had Detroit style pizza in Detroit, and I've had New York pizza in New York City. So, um, I in terms of it's it, for me, it's difficult. Like New York pizza is it's just pizza. There's nothing special about it. Uh, it's fine. It's good. It's I like the thin crust. I like the big slices. Those are fun. It's fun to fold. It's fun to shove in your mouth and eat. But it's just pizza. There's really nothing special about it. Detroit-style pizza and Chicago-style pizza, I feel like those are special. I, I really like Detroit pizza a lot. I like the kind of sizzling crust, um, the the little char that you get on it. Um, like, if I'm just going to have pizza, I think I would probably pick the Detroit style. I, I like that a lot. I think it's really good. But... As far as, like, if I'm going to spend a bunch of money on pizza and have a, a nice treat, mm-hmm. I'm going Chicago-style pizza. And I'm going Chicago-style deep dish stuffed. And I'm going to eat it with a knife and a fork because that's – if you get it that way, you have to. Otherwise, it's it's just a mess. And you want to make sure you have everything in one single bite. You want to have the sauce on top, the cheese, then the toppings, then the dough. You want all that in one nice little lovely bite. So that's exactly uh, how I ate. I wasn't prepared for the knife and fork and pizza. I've never done that before until this past weekend. I was confused. Yeah, the lady I mean, at the oh god, I the, that. the the, the, the lady that. at the restaurant. Like I'm over here, like trying to like I picked it up, and the lady looked at me. She's like, "You need a fork and a knife for that." I'm like, and I looked around. I'm like, "Oh, like 
Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, I mean, Got it's, it. It, it's like lasagna. I mean, it, it, it isn't, but, yes. but, but that's what it is. You have to eat it like you'd eat lasagna. Um, you? For me, I mean, for me, my, my favorite, my favorite Chicago style pizza uh, was from uh, a little place called San Fratello's, which no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, but they just had everything right. I mean, the sauce was delicious. Their toppings were fresh. The cheese was really good. They, they didn't, uh, everything was perfect. Everything was in, in the right amount that it should have been. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, we're going to need to take a break here so we can uh, go get some, go pe- get go some, get some pizza. Food. This is going to be, especially for the, especially for the audible uh, listeners too. They're probably going to get hungry listening Jordan to this. Looks like he's just salivating <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, what about you? Um, I, I, I can't get behind the whole eating pizza with a knife and fork thing. But it just seems weird to me. Uh, I know one thing, the part, that, the one style that I really do not like is the St. Louis style pizza. Um, because they take a round pizza and cut it into rectangles. And that just seems like something a Neanderthal would do. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> and with like a thin cracker crust. And then they use that one weird type of cheese. Uh, it's like only used, like they're the only ones yeah. that use it. It's called Provel cheese or whatever. And it's like Ooh. this like uber processed. Interesting. Cheese. Yeah, I can't say that I've had. Neither have I. It's like one of those cheeses that sweats. Can't say I've had St. Louis. Interesting. I've well, been to. Uh, uh, but I would generally go to with St. Detroit. Louis. Oh, that's interesting. I'm yeah, gonna, Detroit. Detroit I'm, is just super tasty. It really yeah, it is. is. It's a really like. It's good. It's got such a nice crunch to it. And, and you know, yesterday from long, Jets. As long as it's not too greasy, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 so good. Like if I just want to have. Again, just pizza, pizza. Give me Detroit style. But if I'm gonna have a special moment with pizza, it's gonna be Chicago. Yeah, in Traverse City, I would go with Dino's. Ooh, Dino's uh, is fun. Dino's is great. Uh, they're open late. The cheese sticks are to die Phenomenal. for. I can eat just the cheese sticks. We, we'll actually go to Dino's sometimes and just order like two orders of cheese sticks, and that's and now you can get pizza. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, believe it or not. I, I am going to have to do Chicago style because that was very different and it was really good. Uh, maybe it was the place that I went to that might have impacted my decision making. But, oh man, that was, it was really good. So, I enjoyed that. It's gourmet. Like, Chicago style pizza is gourmet. So gourmet. I wasn't prepared. Like, I was told, but, like, there's one thing that someone can explain to you, like, what you're going to eat. And then once you get it and you start eating it, you're like, Oh, this is really good. Like, I ate the whole thing, like, in one sitting. I was starving. I, that was my, actually, second meal of the day. So, obviously, I ate the whole entire thing. But, yeah, it was definitely worth definitely worth the trip. Trip in itself was worth it. So, yeah, Chicago so, style. Jordan, have you had, uh, let's continue this pizza conversation. Um, have you had um, much pizza in Traverse City? Um... Have set. you had Pangeas? Have you had Paisanos? I had Pangeos. I had Paisanos. I had, uh, was it Weed? Uh, the pizza spot up the street from, from where we at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had that. I, I, when I first that, moved here, I was eating that a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, favorite pizza spot in Trevor City? I got to go with that ant, that weed spot up the street. Yeah, James, right behind Union Street. Uh, yeah, I would, go with, I would go with Dino's. Um, we have, uh, we've only tried Marco's once so far, so I don't have a very good taste for it yet um, as far as what they're 
their offerings are and stuff. I and mean, Jets is the only place that delivers to my house. Jets and Marcos. All right, for me, it's a, it, it's a close toss-up between Pangeas and Paisanos. Uh, Pangeas, I love their crust. Um, and then Paisanos, I love their taste. And um, so it's it's difficult for me to choose, but I think, oh, man, I feel like I'm uh, – this is like a Sophie's Choice moment for me right here. Like, which one am I sending off with the Nazis? Um <laughs> Probably all right. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with pa- uh, Paisanos. I was gonna say Pangeas, but no, I'm gonna go Paisanos. That's my my favorite uh, pizza joint uh, in in Traverse City. And I'm so, guessing right after this, but, we're all gonna go get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not a probably a safe bet. Dude, we talked right, about it for five uh, minutes. <laughs> all right. So uh, with that in mind, uh, hey, Audible viewers, let us know what you think uh, is the best style of pizza. And then also what your favorite Traverse City Pizza join is uh, in the comments uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Let us know, uh, and uh, maybe we'll read some comments next week. Or probably not, because we'll forget about it. At least I'll forget <laughs> about it. I know I will. But hey, do it anyway. I'm reading this article right now, and it actually has uh, a list of all the, the different styles of pizza in the United States. Oh and it my has goodness. 12 different Twelve? Twelve different styles of pizza in the United States. Are they ranked? Yeah, no. Or are they, no. Or are they... no. They're just, okay. just kind of geographic and, and by name. You know, okay. Neapolitan, New York, Sicilian, Chicago deep dish, Quad City, which is... Quad uh, City is uh, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa and Illinois, um, which has... So it has mozzarella topping with fennel sausage, ground fennel sausage spread all the way over the pizza. I'm including so to the edges. I'm so hungry. St. Louis, New Haven... Detroit, California, Old Forge from Pennsylvania. All right. Uh, D.C. Jumbo Slice and Colorado Mountain Pie. Ooh. That's got um, Rocky Mountain Oysters on it. <laughs> I, knew were, I knew somebody was going to go there. <laughs> I had to. I had to. So I had it's a, I had got a, a thick braided crust commonly dunked in honey. Really? After customers Top. finish their slice. Topped with uh, pepperoni made of bull testicles. <laughs> so, all right, oh, we're man. gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to axe one of the segments coming up here in the pulse. We've uh, spent so much time talking about pizza. Oh my bad, um, guys! I didn't know we were gonna get oh, deep, deep no, on this. The guest I, interview I, is only like twenty minutes, so oh, and I didn't right, long. Right. We, we, we wanted awesome. to get them out of here because they you know had homework to do. Oh man, that was awesome. <clears throat> All right, well, with that, uh, let's get into the pulse. Uh, first thing that I wanted to talk about is the uh, impending death of the Lake Michigan Conference and the impending birth of the Northern Shores Con- uh, Conference. We found this out uh, last Tuesday, James, right? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I can't remember which night it was. Tuesday or one of those. I can't remember either. Yeah. I, I think um, doesn't matter. We, we found out last week. Um and we were able to jump on that story and, and uh, get some comments from uh, from those involved. Obviously, you know, uh, here as the Traverse City Record Eagle, it was um, Tuesday. The the one that uh, this affects the, in our coverage area, right down the street from us, is Traverse City St. Francis, which is the uh, the last guest at the Lake Michigan Conference party. As as what we heard from Aaron Bigger, that they will be a uh, a team without a country a school without a conference uh, for the, in the near future. 
uh, as they go independent after the Northern Shores starts uh, in the 2024-2025 uh, school year. Uh, how are we feeling about this? Um, did this happen quicker than you thought it was going to, James? Kind of, yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting that you know the Lake Michigan is going to essentially live for one more year, um, and that's supposed to be a year where St. Francis is not supposed to be as good in a lot of sports. Um, after graduating a huge senior class this year, um, but but yeah, it's weird. Um, I you know I joked with you guys that we should call the NSC should stand for uh, not St. Francis Conference, <laughs> <laughs> which I like. But uh, you know, I mean, the conference itself makes sense with you know with those schools and their 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 sizes and bringing in. Kingsley and Sheboygan. I'm kind of curious why they didn't bring Benzie on because I know Benzie has wanted to join the Northern or the Lake Michigan Conference for a while. So why they didn't bring Benzie on as well um, is is interesting or something maybe to to look into. But uh, and then just making their own conference, I think, came about because you know you know we heard that St. Francis kind of had threatened some legal action if they were kicked out of the league, and uh, so. Then to avoid that, those other schools just kind of said, well, well, then we'll just form our own conference. Which is, is what they said. Uh, they had made that pretty clear, uh, or at least uh, Rick Heitmeyer, the superintendent of Kalkaska, um, was, was pretty clear, like, well, if, if we can't find a way to get St. Francis out, we're going to leave, and other schools are going to leave. And we saw that with East Jordan. East Jordan left for the Ski Valley, uh, and that was the, f- the first domino to fall. And then it knocked over the rest of the dominoes pretty quickly, and and this is, uh, this is where we stand. With Kingsley leaving the Northwest Conference, does that open up a spot for St. Francis? Is St. Francis a fit for the Northwest? I mean, I know they have some good rivalries already with Glen Lake. Yeah, I mean, it might be. I mean, you could also see them because because the Northern Michigan Football League takes care of football. You could see St. Francis join the Big North in other sports. Mm-hmm. You know, other non-football sports could be a possibility. You know, I don't know how. I don't know if that'll actually happen, but I think it's a, a, something that's probably on the table, I as, think as at least being discussed. And then, yeah, the Northwest Conference definitely wants to find somebody to replace Kingsley, and. Uh, the, uh, the obvious schools I think that they're probably going to look at or are going to want to look at the Northwest Conference, I think, would be Traverse City Christian, Lake Luna St. Mary. Who are both independent. And, and Misik. Yeah. the Misik was the, the first one that I was thinking of only because of their, their recent success. They they seem to, to have uh, a good program. Um, and I think that would... It would certainly make things more challenging for the Bulldogs, uh, and you got to wonder mm-hmm. if they're if they're up for for that challenge of jumping into a bigger, more competitive conference. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, they left the Northwest what five or six years ago um, when Onekama came on. You know, they basically traded conferences for the West West Michigan D. You know, Onekama came from the West Michigan D to go to the Northwest, and Music left the Northwest to go to West Michigan D, and. The West Michigan D, I don't know how great of a fit that is for Misik anymore. They're just kind of dominating that league in a lot of sports. At least this year. You know, and basketball, volleyball, uh, baseball, softball. softball. They're just they're just rolling those teams to a large extent. So is that a great fit for them anymore? You know, I don't know. What 
You know, we saw when they went 20 and 0 in basketball in the regular season, you know, two years ago. Then they went th- in the playoffs and ran, lost ran, first. ran into a bigger team and lost in the first round because that yeah. that league didn't really get them prepared. Uh, two questions: One, how many teams can be in a conference? And two, what qualifies them as far as like attend aside from like the attendance? Because you mentioned it, Misik, the rolling teams. They just switched conferences five, six years ago, and they've been winning the conference each and every year. Would that qualify them, despite the the school, like the um, uh, student attendance, like the amount of students that attend that school? Does that impact the way like how they're gonna? do all this like what what qualifies it enrollment is a big deal when it comes to to conferences enrollment geography geography yeah i think are the two those are really the big ones because you want something that's fair but you also want something that's close you want you don't have to travel that's going to be the tough part now for saint francis is when they're independent they've got to find their own opponents there there's no there's no set schedule like if you're in the Northwest Conference, you're playing your Northwest Conference opponents, yeah. right? If you're in the Big North, you're playing the Big North. If you're in the Saginaw Valley, you're playing the Saginaw Valley. If you're St. Francis, um, who we've seen have has had trouble to find uh, opponents to fill schedules uh, in the past, um, this is going to make the possibility of having to travel much farther uh, to find people to, to fill a schedule. Uh, and, and, and it really does. It just kind of, it, it leaves St. Francis out in, out in the cold. And, um, I, I, I know that Aaron Bigger was disappointed. Um, we, we haven't heard from, uh, Mike Buell yet, but I know that they, that St. Francis is, uh, formulating a, a response to this. Um, well, but, uh, out of curiosity, but, yeah. Because I know we have a few other independent schools in the area. Wouldn't they just form their own conferences themselves? Like the Gila with St. Mary's, the Travis City St. Francis. Like, wouldn't they just be able to, like, say, oh, hey. Gaylord, Gaylord, Gaylord the St. Mary. Yeah, there's Ski Valley. Oh. Lake Leonard St. Mary is independent. And um, Christian and Grand Traverse Academy G- are the only yeah. independent yeah. teams. But, like, now. none of those schools, none of those schools are going to want to join a conference with St. Francis and get yeah, rolled. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But I think the I think the Northwest could be a fit for that for those schools, uh, geographically and size wise. Because with Kingsley leaving the Northwest, that was the biggest school in the Northwest. You know, now now in the Northwest, you're left with Benzie being, I think, the biggest school by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and a lot of you know smaller type schools, you know, like, like uh, Frankfurt, you know, Glen Lake's not a huge school either. You know, they're Division Eight in football. Gotcha. So Go we, we talked about East Jordan being the domino that fell to start this. Is the formation of the Northern Shores Conference, is that a domino that is going to start the, the reformation of a lot of other conferences here in, in Northern Michigan, or do you think that this is kind of a, a one-off, uh, and that um, you know St. Francis will stay independent for a while and and try to find a home, and we might see one of the conferences pick up one or two other schools. Um, you know, I think that you'll just see the the Northwest kind of pick up uh, either one or maybe maybe they just want to go for all three of those <laughs> to keep an even number. Um, I don't see them adding two because they want 
an even number for scheduling purposes. Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, I, I think you'll just see them add them, and it could be those independents. So I think it'll kind of leave everything else by itself. The You know, the other thing that you know, that we addressed a little bit in that story was that the, the Big North Conference for football is adding um, Marquette, Sault Ste. Marie, and Escanaba for football only. Wow. So so the Big North Conference will now be seven teams, and that drops the Sioux, that takes the Sioux out of the Northern Michigan Football Conference. So the Northern Michigan Football Conference will have to reshuffle its divisions once again. Again. I don't, I don't think they've ever had a year where the divisions have stayed the same from year to year. Wow. Because, no, it's, because of teams leaving for eight-player or just moving up and down, you know, with size or teams coming and going. Which I think is okay because I, I, that seems to be in the in an effort of, of fairness. That where I do they're they're trying to to make the the competition level uh, the best it can be. Mm-hmm. If a team leaves a conference, do they also switch divisions too? No, divisions are are based on enrollment. Okay, no mind. Yeah, and that's that's set by the MHSAA. Got it. So. All right. Uh, so any more? Any more? Yeah, I think those are probably about the changes that you're going to see. Is the Northwest trying to add somebody? You know, one, one or three um, to to go to an even number, and you know, eventually down the road, uh, I think you're going to see maybe TC Central and TC West leave the Big North in other sports as well. Well, I mean, I I don't think I would hate For the seeing. I don't think I would hate seeing Traverse City Christian, Lake Leona St. Mary, and Traverse City St. Francis join the Northwest. That would be I think that would make yep. for a power conference, and, and that would be that'd be awesome. And, and even if that, whatever that puts them up to, if that if that splits the the Northwest into two divisions, of what would that would that be? I think it would be ten. Two if, divi- if they added three, they would be up to ten teams. They'd be up to ten. Okay, I thought that was going to put them up to twelve. Okay. Well, maybe they add five, and uh, and and go to two northwest divisions—a a big northwest and a small northwest. That yeah, might be fun. Yeah, that that could be something. I mean, yeah, if you if you were able to, that would mean mean that they would definitely have to go after Mesick. I would think, you know, mm-hmm. they would have to get like Lilana and TC Christian, who I who right. I think you know are schools that would like to be in a conference. I mean, when when Northport basically stopped having athletics and just co-opt all of its sports with Sutton's Bay, you know, that, that killed the Cherryland conference. Okay. And so then, we need, we need to get, we need to get one more school. We've got Traverse city, St. Francis, Traverse city, Christian, Lake Leona, St. Mary and Misick joining the, the Northwest. We need one more school. And then there we get five. That gives us 12. And then we can get two divisions of six. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. That is. I think. I. I think. I mean, if there are wheels turning of the athletic directors in Northern Michigan, I think that's a good possibility. Yeah, and I think one other school that could be a possibility to look at for that fifth team no would way. would be Manistee. Wow. Maybe. I mean, they just joined a new league, though. Yeah. But. You know, I mean, the, their enrollment's only 400. So I think that's even, that's smaller than Benzie. Okay. All right. Well, it will be in- interesting to watch. 
uh, as as we uh, it would be they would along. be bigger. Benzie is three thirty seven. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, this will be fun to watch the Northern Michigan sports landscape change uh, over the next uh, several years as uh, all of this comes into effect. Uh, also fun to watch will be some of the games that we've got coming up this week. Uh, go over these really quickly, and then guys, if you have any others that, that you look at the schedule that you want to point out that you think will be uh, fun to watch. We've got Central West Baseball and Softball on Tuesday. Uh, the baseball team plays at uh, Turtle Creek Stadium, which is uh, awesome. Uh, and then the softball team will be over at the softball field, I believe, at Thurlby Field. I think the one there, I think that's where they're playing last I checked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they are because um, it's a West home game. Yep. So uh, it's, it's Central West week. Uh, which is nice. I know we had soccer last week, but uh, we've got Central versus West tennis on Thursday. We've got a lot of good track meets throughout the week. Uh, TC United has their lacrosse tournament coming up on Saturday. Uh, And then West versus Central Golf is also on Saturday. So a good slate throughout the week. Anything else that stood out to you guys in the schedule that that you're excited, excited to see? Well, I mean, you got on Thursday, you've also got St. Francis against Boyne in baseball and softball. Those are Hmm. usually... Pretty good competitive games. Um, Elk Rapids Charlevoix softball game on Thursday should be a good one. Elk Rapids has been very impressive this season so far, and and Charlevoix has been pretty good too. And and, and the baseball game actually between Elk Rapids and Charlevoix should be a pretty solid one too. So one soccer game that I would find intriguing is our Leland versus Glen Lake. Glen Lake only has nine players. Leland has lost two games this far, but. I mean, nine players versus a team that has a full squad. Um, very intriguing. Very interesting to see if Glen Lake can keep this up with nine players. That's kind of hard to do. That's very yeah, hard I know. To do. I know. I, I can't. I, I can't put my head around that. Nine. Like, that they can only get nine players for soccer. It's like I would just be walking the hallways and just going up to girls in the hallway and saying, "Hey, you want to instantly be a starter on wanna a varsity team? team? Want to join a team? <laughs> want to join a team? Hey, we're undefeated right now. You want to join a team? Well, get on while we're hot." All you got to do is stand in the way of some people. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to play soccer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, just, just get on the field. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's. I just want to see if uh, Glenn Lake can keep this up because it's pretty interesting to watch this. All right. Uh, very good. Well, then, uh, we will be covering all of those games and so much more. Uh, another so much. packed schedule. So much. I don't know if you guys saw it but the local sports schedule every single day is is jam-packed and fortunately uh jimmy james cook is going to have himself a nice four-day weekend uh and well well earned uh so uh on on thursday and friday it'll just be uh jordan and myself uh taking care of business doing the best that we can um all right let's uh i'm actually gonna work saturday right oh Oh, you're working saturday yeah Cause oh yeah! I was going to work two Saturdays in a row because I needed yeah. two Saturdays in yeah. May, and then yeah. Jordan oh. had his one Saturday. So yeah, I was planning to work on okay. Saturday. We already yeah. All right. I feel well, like we should have definitely discussed this before, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll make that. I'll make that change. Uh, I'll make that change on the schedule. There's there's one more that. game that deserves um, at least some recognition. Boyne City Elk Rapids go soccer play this week. Both of them are undefeated. Both of them are at the top of their own conference, so uh, that should be another good one if you're a soccer All right. fan. All right, very good. All right, well, let's get into the uh, the dream teams uh, or the all-region teams for uh, boys and girls basketball. 
and uh, we know the girls' basketball player of the year, uh, which uh, has, I mean, I guess we'll reveal it now. Uh, and it, it it came down to, it, it wasn't an easy, no. uh, easy choice at all. I mean, for a while there, I think a lot of us thought Kendall Stanfest had it wrapped up. Um, we had uh, Ruby Hogan, who was uh, our uh, Division Four Girls Basketball Player of the Year from the Associated Press, uh, and plenty of other good ones. Uh, Maggie Napont, I know, was was discussed as well. But uh, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and, and let us know who we who we finally decided on, uh, and and who uh, our readers can read about. Yeah, um, come so Saturday after an extensive conversations with you guys we have decided well we've decided that uh bel air jc summers is our girls basketball player of the year let's go and con- congratulations, congratulations to her because uh, definitely deserved uh, put, to, put together just an incredible season uh from uh, a numbers standpoint and, and really helped lead that uh, that bel air team uh in her final year uh as an eagle so mm-hmm. Uh, big ups to her. We won't reveal the rest of the dream team. No. Some of the names that I just, uh, you know, Teased. mentioned might be on there. Who knows? Um, pretty good bet. Pretty, pretty good, good bet. bet. Pretty good bet. You know. One interesting thing about JC is that she was the only player, boys or girls, to average twenty and ten. It's an unreal stat line. But she actually averaged twenty three and fifteen point eight. Yep. That's just, and then 5.8 blocks a game and 5.5 steals a game. She put up 30, 30 plus points multiple games. I mean, just, man, Hooper, Hooper. That's pretty good. That's not pretty good. That's pretty great, actually. <laughs> yeah. So just straight up great. Uh, any players from the uh, the second team that you guys want to reveal? Um, and we can, uh, we'll go around and we'll do one each, uh, either from the second or third team. Uh, that you want to point out, um, I know. I know that it's not. Well, I know that it's not completely set in stone yet. But uh, if there's any, uh, just one player that you that you want to mention that will reveal uh, will be featured in the All Region team. Uh, James, you want to get us started? Who you want to? Uh, yeah, let me go here. I'm looking at the, at the dream team. Um, obviously, the the dream team, the, the boys' players of the year are our guests this week, Wyatt Nasadis and Anthony Rybel. Uh We couldn't make up our minds on which one to to go with. Uh, all right. So to we be went fair, with both. Oh, wait, wait. To be fair, let's talk about this real quick. All right. <laughs> so um, we had pretty. Early on, uh, before the playoffs started, we had settled on Anthony Rival as our player of the year, yep. as our lone player of the year. Let's just be transparent about this. Uh, and then Wyatt Nosedas did what he did in the postseason yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, basically demanded that uh, he he be up there. I mean, he was honestly in consideration after his postseason play. He was in consideration to be the just so, the guy, guy, just the player of the year. Um, but we couldn't ignore. Uh, what Rival did in his junior year, setting records for Traverse City Central, doing everything that he did. Um, yeah, if you beat, yeah. beat a Dan Marley record, uh, that's that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, as a, yeah. Ju- as a junior, yeah. You're so, on a different level. But, yeah, and, and I, I, I do know that uh, uh, St. Francis head coach Sean Finnegan uh, 
did a great job of advocating for uh, for Wyatt to be uh, the, the player of the year, had conversations, I know, with myself and James, with you as well. Um, and I, I know he was a little disappointed in the, in the co-players of the year. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, he was, he was doing some politicking. Yeah, he was. It's fine. Was, uh, it's fine. We like coaches to stand absolutely. up for their guys. Yeah, and advocate, advocate for your kids. Yeah, advocate for your kids, as you should. So uh, we got no problem with that. No. Um, and, I mean, that was really the reason why we went co-player of the year is because, I mean, we would have recognized it uh, eventually, but because of what Wyatt did in the postseason, uh, I, I think we would have smartened up and gone, well, we got to recognize that kid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, having those two uh, as our co-players of the year, I, I think, is um, the correct decision, in my opinion. Yeah, so. and I imagine people can probably guess a, a, a decent amount of who is on the Dream Team. Um, we're putting uh, six players on each of the six teams on the Dream Team this year for basketball, so it's a it's a little bit more. There's kind of a sixth man on every, each of the teams. Which made me feel a, a lot better, James. Like when Yeah, because like we had some kids that were on the honorable mention list, and I'm like, man, this kid shouldn't be on the honorable mention list. You, so sent nice. me, yeah, you, you sent me that first draft, and I, I looked at it, and I went, okay, I like it. I don't love it. I mean, there's definitely – I know there was a couple players who were like on the, the fifth team, and I went, this is like a second team player, honestly. Um, and so it was. I, I, I think doing the the sixth man for each one was that helps. It, it made it it made it a more accurate representation um, of the depth that boys basketball this season. Mm-hmm. Good call. And then that, I guess the interesting thing about the second team, if we want to talk about some of the second or third teamers, is that there's a, a lot of kids on the second team that are going to be back next season. Four of the six. Wow. Uh, Landon wow. Klaviak, Evan Haverkamp, uh, Charlie Howell, and Luke Gilo. Right. Right. We'll, we'll all be back next season. So that maybe is a preview right there of next year's Dream Team, along with Anthony right. Rival. Who's yeah. Anthony Rival, the only underclassman or only non-senior on the Dream Team. Wow. Okay. Wow. So front runner again for maybe back-to-back player of the year awards oh. for, uh, for Rival. Uh, How about, which, that? Uh, How about that? I don't know. Have we had that before? I mean, Nasadis yeah, is doing it, Lasetis right? Nasadis was he, he, player of the year last year. He yeah. was player of the year last year, and he wins it again this year. Uh, all right. Very cool. So, all right. Any more thoughts uh, on the boys and uh, girls basketball dream teams, or should we get into our interview with Anthony and Wyatt? I think we're good. I'll keep mine a secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really finished, so that's why there's some players that need to do some swapping. All right. All right, well, look out for uh, both of those to be revealed, the girls' basketball all-region team, uh, player of the year, dream team announcement that will be coming in Saturday's edition of the Record Eagle. Uh, the boys' basketball uh, will be in the Sunday edition of the Record Eagle. And then that will be it. We will, be, we will have finished all of the all-region teams for the winter sports season. Um by May, basically. Nice, well, nice, nice work, guys. it'll be it'll be the last day of April that it is revealed. Nice so, work, guys. All, all right, good job. Okay, yeah, and with that, let's get into uh, James and Jordan's interview with our boys basketball co-players of the year: Trevor City St. Francis's Wyatt Nasadis and Trevor City Central's Anthony Rival.
Get Around Podcast is happy to bring in Traverse City Central uh, Star Guard Anthony Reibel and Traverse City St. Francis Star Guard Wyatt Nasadis. Um, we brought you guys on this week because this weekend is the, the dream teams for basketball and uh, you guys are the co-players of the year for the boys team and uh, J.C. Summers will be the player of the year for the girls team and then uh, if you want to know the rest of the teams you're going to have to look at the uh, papers on Saturday and Sunday. So, um, But a lot of good players on there. Um, and uh, thanks for making time, you guys, too, because I know you guys are just <laughs> crazy schedules. You, you just flew in from Nebraska. You just flew in from Arizona, mm-hmm. right? I, just talk about what you guys are doing now and how hectic your schedules are. Yeah, uh, yeah it's been pretty busy as of late. Um, Omaha, Nebraska was last weekend. Then I go to Texas next weekend. So, uh, yeah, just kind of like grinding out these two weeks and then we get kind of like a break after this so mm-hmm. but yeah just getting caught up with school has been kind of hard so mm-hmm. but yeah it's like what was the schedule like then did you play games on like saturday and sunday or friday saturday yeah so for these live periods you just play like at least for our circuit it's just like four games and then you're kind of done and then however you do in those four games like both weekends kind of determines like where you lay out in like the summer and so the summer starts, like, the tournament and stuff like that, so, yeah. Um, I have been very busy as well. Um, I flew back from Arizona this morning. Um, I fly out to South Carolina on Wednesday. Um, so definitely definitely not a lot of school this week. Um, my, my layout's pretty much similar. I just played, like, league games this weekend. Um, we had ooh, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday morning. Um, and, uh, yeah, I leave for South Carolina again, and then... Um, I'm in Indiana the following week Thursday, so it, it's busy. Mm-hmm. How how different is that playing multiple games in a day? Um, it's exhausting. At least I, I don't know how the Adidas circuit does it, but Under Armour is eight minute quarters, just like high school. So I pl- pretty much played. We had three guy, two guys get hurt this weekend as well. So um, I pretty much played like five full high school games this weekend, and I was exhausted, especially because I'm only used playing one in a day. So yeah. How about, how about you? Uh, how many games did you have to, to play? And yeah, so uh, we had one Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. I believe, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're like, I want to say, 16, 17, or 18 minute halves, stopping clock. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a change from high school and stuff like that. You just got your get your body adjusted, and we had some warm up tournaments and like preparation before like. The live period started, so we were in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just started with your new team, didn't you? Mm-hmm. How was it? How's it? How's that going? Uh, it, it's going well. It, it definitely takes time to adjust to new people, especially because um, the team I'm joining, most of them have already been playing together for years upon years. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of new to the group. Um, so it takes a little bit to solidify your spot as well as just get used to playing with them. Um, so we had a little bit of a rough weekend, um, but we'll be good, and we're just going to um, keep playing hard. And, I mean, the biggest thing is just kind of um, – showing coaches who you are and how you can play um, with anyone. Um, you, so, yeah. You enjoying the process? Yeah, I love it. Um, it's definitely stressful and exhausting, but I love it, and that's that's why I think we both do it is because we enjoy it. How many teams uh, for both of you guys are at these circuits? Tell me, obviously, it's not so both of you guys are two different AAU teams mm-hmm. and groups and everything else. But how, how many, like, were at these? You're talking, you like, teams that, like, we'd play against, yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, like, how many? Because it's, like, multiple teams, no? Like from various states. Yeah, no. It oh, there's probably teams from every state um, on the Under Armour circuit. Uh, I know there's like, there's 
28 in the like UAA, which is like the top one, and then UA Riser is like 48, and it does that for 17 year olds, 16 year olds, and 15 year olds. So it's it's probably close to 150 teams plus, um, a lot of kids in one building. Good God. Yeah, I think. Gosh, I don't really know how many teams are in mine. But I would say I, honestly, it's probably more than 28. It's like my Adidas thing. I want to say it's around. There's like probably 35. By the guess in my thing, so Jeez. I mean you multiply that through, yeah, like 15, 16, 17 new. It's a lot of teams. Just out of so. curiosity, y'all ever played people out of California, like AU teams out of California? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I can get to that far for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. This week I played Team Curry on Friday. Um, really? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're good. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's pretty crazy. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and then do you travel this much after these two weeks, or is it these two weeks just kind of the crazy period, and then it eases up a little bit, you said, right? Um, I, I mean, so these this weekend and next weekend are both live periods, meaning Division One coaches can come watch. Um, so these two weekends are very busy because you need to go to the live period events, which are what our circuits are. Um, they host live period events. Um, from there, it kind of calms down for a little bit because there's no live um, circuits, so we'll, we'll be more local, Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, um, I believe is kind of where I'm around. And then in July, there's also two live periods. Um, so that's when it will get busy again. Um, I'm going to Memphis and uh, Las Vegas. So th- that'll be busy again. Um, so definitely more busy during the live periods, but I'll still be traveling um, lightly. Isn't yeah. Vegas like one of like, the biggest spots for like AAU tournaments? Uh, I'm not sure. I know it's getting bigger, and I know the event we're playing in is um, very, very big. Yeah. You might be playing in it too. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a Under Armour, Nike, and Adidas That's like why I was wondering. Co- collab. I they're taking the they're taking the five best teams from every circuit, and those fifteen teams are going to play. And then the the teams that didn't make that top five are still going to play in Vegas, just around those top fifteen teams. Um, so mm-hmm. all the coaches will be in one spot um, wow. because all the circuits will be together. So it'll be yeah. cool. So wow. pretty similar for you, Anthony. The the kind of the schedule and how it goes. Yeah, pretty similar. Um, actually, now that I mentioned it, yeah, after. <laughs> The live periods like wash up. Um, the following weekend, I am in Indiana. I think we, we're at that same like yeah, run slam yeah, tournament. So, uh, and then yeah, that that Vegas tournament. He kind of informed me just now a little bit on it, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I know we're in Vegas for a live period, I think. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll be out there as well. So, um, would there be a chance that you guys had ever play against each other? Yeah. Um, Probably yeah. a, a smaller a chance. chance. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't really know how it works out to be honest, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Never know. Oh, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, well, you guys did play against each other uh, what a year ago mm-hmm. when Central played St. Francis. Yep. I mean, that was some pretty good bonus basketball. Mm-hmm. That, that was three overtime. Two overtime. Three, three. Yeah. I think it, it was. I mean, least, it was probably it was two. two. It was at least, was at least two. two. Yeah. Maybe it was three. I can't remember, but yeah. it was at least two overtimes. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. That was a, yeah. a pretty crazy game. Wow. Um. So what teams are that you guys play for? Just uh, what's the name of your guys' teams? Yeah, mine's Michigan Unified. Okay. So. And it's based out of where? Sorry. Based out of Detroit, but kind of a little bit all over Michigan, mostly Detroit. Okay. And I, I play for Wisconsin Playground. Um, it's based out of Milwaukee. Um, and like I said, we're on the unarmed circuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And then that goes pretty much throughout the summer. 
yeah for you guys right yeah i mean in june obviously we'll both return to like our high school teams um just because that's what you do in june there's not much au in june it kind of shuts down and everyone goes and what plays with your high school team there is live periods in june um the two weekend the two last weekends in june are both live periods um so coaches will get out and watch you with your high school team um mm-hmm. so yeah okay um now you know, Anthony used to go to St. Francis through through middle school. What what's kind of some of the differences between St. Francis and TC Central? Um, ob- obviously, aside from the the faith aspect, yeah. um, but uh, uh, aside from that obvious one, what are some mm-hmm. of those just differences between those two schools? Like an everyday like school life mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. So I never really went to high school at St. Francis, so mm-hmm. that would be different. But. Uh, I mean, it's obviously, like, a little bit bigger, so hallways are, like, more crowded and stuff. Uh, I think the class, when I went there, at least in middle school, there was more uh, more classes. So I think there was, like, I don't know, I'm probably totally wrong on this, but there was, like, you know, eight, nine hours in, like, middle school. And, like, we're more condensed where we have, mm-hmm. like, we had, like, hour-long classes. And so, yeah, the yeah. religion aspect as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... What I can think of right now, but uh, I mean, yeah, it wasn't like wasn't a crazy adjustment or anything. But I mean, I would just say it's a little bit bigger with that. The classes change as well, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they kind of both have the, the like the gym is the the kind of the old classic. Yeah, style for sure, for sure. Gym both for great both gyms, yeah. Um, and everything. Uh, so you guys traveled together, I think, or played in some some stuff when you were younger kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, like elementary yeah. school, yeah. where you guys went to some some of the same tournaments and yeah. everything like that. Mm-hmm. How did how did that work out for you guys? Okay. Did, were you playing in the same teams, <laughs> or did you just travel together from your because you're from the same town? Yeah, like at a young age, I mean, like he he was always like a grade older than me, so like I would say for the most part, he like played up a grade, like with we like our Northern Exposure AAU team, and uh, but yeah, once in a while. Once we got into the spring, I would sometimes play up with that team a little bit and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we got to share some court time a little bit, but not not an overly ton. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we did. But you guys traveled together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we went to camps and stuff like that together. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you guys had played together in high school, what would you have named you guys? What would your duo be named? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You could, could be A&W. Yeah, that'd probably be the best name. I I don't know what our duo name would be. I know it'd be really hard to guard for sure. I don't know how you'd I don't know how you'd stop us, but yeah. Yeah, I like, do want to. So, so if you guys did play on the same team, mm-hmm. like who who plays point? Yeah, probably Anthony. I'd play <laughs> off the ball. Yeah, I think so. I think we'd probably switch. I think it would make yeah. sense for us to switch, considering we're both good scorers and we kind of um, he's he's definitely the better shooter. So I think we would be able to kind of combat each other and um work together um i think there would probably be points where we'd both play off the ball too and uh yeah i think that we could do a lot with both of us that would mm-hmm. be fun to watch it'd be very interesting and fun to watch though mm-hmm. it's like one of those like small town like people like oh what would these two players ever played against with each other oh how many state titles they would have won <laughs> all of that chatter yeah I mean, I'm st- they're still doing it now. Like people, are like mm-hmm. even your coaches are like, "Oh, imagine if I won us yeah. on the same team." Like, that's crazy. Like, yes, I'm still on there. That's wild. Mm-hmm. But since, hey, you're, since you're doing the prep school year, 
maybe next year you guys could both play in the summer classic. There together. we go. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. You could, like, you could be the first player to play in it twice. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious. But it's an exception because yeah. I mean, I'm still in high school. In yeah, high school. I'm on year five. Year five out of four. Yeah. Hey, man. Was it a fifth year? Was a fifth year senior? Is that what it's called? Uh, I mean, kinda. Yeah, it's like considered a postgraduate year, so pretty much fifth year. Go. Fifth year senior. Yeah. Okay. Why not? You've been working on dunks for the. I haven't. I haven't. No? I, I don't really? even have, like, ha- most of the time my legs are so tired from, my, like, my everyday life between lifting and working out that it's, like, when it's time to even try to dunk, I'm like, oh, man, I can't. But well, we'll see. And playing five games. Yeah. Yeah. Week is, uh, oh, I, by the last game, I couldn't even jump. I was like, oh, yeah, it was a long weekend. Yeah, hopefully those uh, recruiters that are there kind of take that into, into I'm sh- I'm sure they do, and I think they look at it in a different way. It's like, what effort are they putting forth, and what are they able to do now in their fifth game when their legs get tired? And how many how many hours between each game do you get? Like at least it, rest it, it ranges. There was like two hours. I had like a three hour break on Saturday, or on Friday, and on Saturday I had like a seven hour break. What did um, you What did you do in those periods? Obviously, hide, you try to hide you as much as you can. Um, the biggest break, me and my dad, since we were in Arizona, we went and drove up um, Superstitious Mountain and like went on a not a hike, but we went and kind of um, just. Were you in Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it was really nice. Did you enjoy the sunshine? I loved it. 90, <laughs> 90 degrees. Ninety degrees was amazing. Was it Was it warm in Nebraska? No, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold over there, dude. Yeah, Nebraska's a little bit different. I would say it was like. <laughs> Low 50s, so I mean, yeah, no, you had to put on a sweatshirt outside for no sure sun. and pants. There was a little bit of sun, but it was not much different than here. It really didn't feel like that, which we were expecting being Nebraska at this time of year, like at least like, I don't know, high, like maybe low 60s or like at least better weather like than Traverse City and <laughs> didn't really feel that way, so we didn't really get that benefit, yeah. Were uh, the yeah. players from down south like wearing full coats? Sure, they probably were. I don't know. I didn't didn't see many of them, but yeah, I'm sure they probably were. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, kind of used to it from yeah. up here. Do you have a similar thing where you had a couple hours between games usually, or? Yeah, I mean it kind of depends your schedule and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, trying to think. yeah. So I had uh my Saturday, so I played one Friday, one Sunday, and I think my Saturday games were like one and seven. So I don't know, seven's not preferable. But, I mean, is what it is and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you guys get much time either after your games or if you get there a day earlier? Do you, do you get to do much touristy stuff or is it pretty much all business? Yeah, like it kind of depends, honestly, what time you play at. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, Texas next weekend. We're thinking about like, you know, visiting Texas A&M because it's kind of uh by where we play. But uh, yeah, it just kind of depends, like, what 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 your times are for games and like what you really have time for on the trip so but yeah you just went hiking man so you have some time yeah i would say <laughs> I, we were a little little touristy um we flew in thursday and we went and saw arizona state just to oh, see the nice. campus oh. and see what that was like because we didn't play thursday um other than that i would say it's mostly business in the time that at least this weekend the time that we had off we were so tired we went and laid down most of the time um but yeah, I, th- I think it kind of also just depends on like your location, on whether or not it's a good uh, tourist location or not. I mean, most most of the spots you play AAU at are big cities, big big event places, so that it's usually a good place to kind of look around and uh, see the city. From a time management yeah. uh, perspective, how how difficult is it for you guys to still get your classwork in? You know, you're you're missing a bunch of school. 
uh, to do this and everything, and then you've got all the travel too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, know, you said you got in in the middle of the night. Yeah. Just this morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is very very difficult, um, especially because like on a when I, when I fly, I can't. I couldn't bring. I literally had no room to bring my iPad. I couldn't bring any of my school stuff because my carry on was filled to the brim with basketball stuff, and my packed <laughs> luggage. Like I, I could have thrown my iPad in there, but it was just. I mean, that was full too, and it was like. So now tonight it's a scramble to get some homework done, and tomorrow in my study hall periods. Um, but at the same time, I'm coming towards the end, so I'm kind of loosening up a little bit. I'm like, everything will figure itself out. I'll get my I'll get my work done at some point. So don't get senioritis so early, bro. You're almost uh, uh, done. I'm doing okay. Don't get senioritis okay. so early, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's kind of difficult. Sometimes you miss like, I don't know, I miss half a day Thursday, Friday, and then why I miss Monday too, which I'll have to do next week. So I mean, I don't know. Luckily, I have good teachers and they're understanding and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, as long as you're on top of it and organized, I think uh, it's fine and stuff. Yeah. To your teachers, teach yeah. you a little life skill there. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so what's the worst classes you have for homework? Like having to do all this and then try to fit the homework in. I don't really have a class in specific that gives a lot of homework. Yeah. Usually I do year to year, like have a class that kind of loads up more, but I would say it's a little bit of a combination of just a few. Like honestly, Mm -hmm. yeah, honestly, I do usually have a class that gives the most homework, but this year it's kind of been like just spread out. So yeah you have one in particular that you're always like having to do work on I the can road think, i can think of three i mean <laughs> I, I like I, I don't know um my main two would just be ap stats and um anatomy both of those i'm i'm, I'm always having to do something for whether it's studying or um doing homework i also my honors british literature class i always have to read and i also have um which i just learned i have a five paragraph essay due tomorrow um i don't know how I'm going to do that. I think I'm just going to have to talk to the teacher and ask him to push it back because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to write an essay tonight. So, um, yeah, that'll be rough. But I definitely have had a lot of work in both those classes. Do you see five, five paragraphs hitting? or five page? Uh, it, it's five paragraphs, but it's like a double AQA. So then it'll end up being close to six or seven pages. So Okay. Yeah. Man, your senioritis is hitting so bad yeah, right now. Like you're is. explaining all of your schoolwork. That's not kind of <laughs> At first, I was like, five paragraphs, that doesn't seem like much. No, I no. mean, it, it doesn't seem like much until I'm on page seven. And, I mean, the paragraphs are very, very long paragraphs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Man, I'm glad I, I'm glad I graduated. <laughs> I can't even keep track of how many paragraphs there are in a normal story we write. Yeah. On, on a deadline on Friday night or whatever. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm, I'm glad I'm done. After a while, you get to the part where the, the writing part is the easy part. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to get to that point. Yeah. If the writing part is the hard part, it's it's not a good good thing. Oh, um, what else is coming up for you guys outside of basketball? <laughs> I mean, you you you're doing the the bridge year, you know, the, mm-hmm. the prep school year and everything. Uh, you're going into your senior year next year, but but what else is up for you guys other than basketball? Oh man. I haven't had anyone ever ask me that question. Um, I don't know. Hey, man. Jeez, all, all I kind of think about is basketball. I mean, I guess I'm graduating. Um, I'll be done with high school in 20 days in my – or 20 school days in my St. Francis um, career is over, which is, is kind of crazy to think about because I've been um, in this school since kindergarten. That's kind of all I know. Um, so I guess that's new. But other than that, I mean, all, all I really kind of just live and breathe basketball. Basketball. 
Yeah, I would have to agree there. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll be out of school in another roughly two months, more or less. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, getting back into the summer activities and just I'm kind of looking forward to, like, the warm weather for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, not really anything in specific. But, yeah. Any summer plans? <laughs> I know, obviously. I mean, you're going to Vegas, yeah, you're going to all these different places, bro. Well. Uh, basketball, li- like, yeah. basketball is legit life right now for you guys. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you went, you traveled, you visited Phoenix a little bit before you went to go play your games. Is anything like that mm-hmm. for you guys when going to these different cities, Texas? Vegas. Yeah, I mean, when we say that, I mean, obviously, I think AU. And just, I mean, I guess the cities, like, will be out in Vegas. So, I mean, I'll look forward to, like, I've never been there before. That's right. So, maybe just tour the city and uh i don't know i'm trying to think where else we go yeah i think at rock hill south carolina oh, nice. so i guess you can kind of make like vacations out of these au trips too because in the summer especially you have like more downtime and like more freedom i guess because you don't have like school in your way so uh yeah i'm looking forward to both those honestly ba- like what playing basketball and like just yeah Living life, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. When you yeah. get a break, you can cash in some of those frequent flyer miles. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. Cool. Uh, well, thanks, guys, for making I mean, making time out of your, your busy, busy days. <laughs> everything to come in here. But, yeah, for real. And everything. And, uh, and best of luck to everything in the in the future. Thank you. Yeah, good luck in Boston. Thanks for man. having me. Good luck. Thank you, James. All right, thanks again to Wyatt and Anthony for joining James and Jordan to get around podcast studio. Greatly appreciated that interview. And this show is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in the city of Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh, and they do it at a pace that is freaky fast. Because they're Jimmy John's. Freak out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get around Hall of Fame time, uh, Athlete of the Week nominations. I will get us started with the Buckley track duo of Brooklyn Frazee and Aiden Heron. Aiden Heron, our reigning uh, girls cross-country runner of the year. They combined to win seven events at the Mancelona Invitational on Friday, sweeping uh, the 100, 200, and 400 was uh, Brooklyn Frazee, sweeping the 800, 1600, and uh, 3200, was Aiden Heron, uh, and then they were both part of Buckley's 4x400 relay team uh, to win that. So uh, I'm, I I couldn't pick just one uh, because they both performed so well. So uh, my nomination is uh, Buckley's Brooklyn Frazee and Aiden Heron. James, your nomination. Uh, I'm going to go to Boyne City Softball and, uh, and go with the – I'm going to go with Sadie. I'm going to change it up a little bit and go with Sadie and Savannah Krundike. Um, because in a 22-11 to 11 win over Rudyard, uh, the two combined to go 6-for-7 with 10 RBIs and a double and a triple and just put together a pretty dominant game there. All right, very nice. Uh, the sister duo, cousin duo, do we know? You know, I'm not positive on that. I'm going to assume sister, but hey, you never know. <clears throat> All right, related. Let's say let's. I mean, I, I, it's a safe bet to say they're related. Uh, Jordan, your safe nomination. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, back to Glen Lake uh, girls soccer. 
uh, Gemma Leuchten helped her team win hugely, 7-1, by tacking in four goals. And uh, they continue to uh, rack up goals, actually. They scored a lot of goals in the past few days. So, uh, yeah, they've been they've been rolling. So. All right. There are the nominations. I'll get the voting started this week. It's not often that I start the voting. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm going to start. Uh, I, I'm going to vote for mine. I, I will vote for Brooklyn Frazee and Aiden Heron from Buckley. Uh, like I said, combining to win seven events uh, at an invitational that featured 21 schools uh, is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there too. Yeah, and, and and Lurchin's already in basically because she the, we were the whole Glen Lake Bad Girls true. basketball team in after their true. state title, so That's true. she's already in. She's already in there. She's been in there. All right, cool. Well, congratulations to the Buckley track duo of Brooklyn Frazee and Aiden Heron. You are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Let us wrap up the show now, episode 250. It's been a good one so far, so let's make sure we end it on a good note, end it on a happy note, and talk about what made us happy inside and outside of sports. This week, uh, let's talk about what made us happy uh, inside the sports realm. Uh, anybody want to go first? I don't mind. Um, I, you might need that bell, though. Lakers won. And uh, we played again tonight. One more win. We up 3-1. And everyone thought Memphis was going to win. So I love that. Um, that's mine. All right. I will, uh, I'll go next. Uh, for me, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this. Uh, it went viral on Twitter. Uh, but it was uh, the embrace between Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney uh, after uh, Wrexham uh, was promoted. Uh, got a 3-1 win over Borum Wood. Uh, it was actually, the video was recorded by Paul Rudd, which is crazy. Oh, wow. um, but uh, Wrexham uh, was promoted to the National League for the first time in 15 years uh, after Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney um, bought the club back in 2021. Uh, the video, if you haven't seen it, is, is really cool. Um, they're just... They're just so excited in the, in the background. All the fans are, are rushing uh, the pitch uh, to celebrate. It was really cool, and, and watching that uh, definitely, uh, you know, made me uh, warm and fuzzy in, in, in my tum tum. If I can steal something from one of my favorite podcasters, have you ever seen so the show? I have not seen Welcome to Wrexham yet, but this is definitely oh, going to yeah. make me I watch that. it. It's a, it was good. It's a good it's show. Good. Yeah, because I because I love Ted Lasso. That, like, exactly is is my favorite show. Yep. So I, I think I, I definitely have to. It's on. Is it on Hulu? Is it available on? Hulu? It is. Yes. It's on okay, FX. It's FX on Hulu. Okay. All right. I will do that then. So, so that is. Uh, so we can watch. That's what made me happy inside of sports. James, yes. inside of sports for you. Uh, I guess I'm happy that Jamison Williams only got suspended for six games <laughs> instead of twelve, or instead of the whole season like the other two uh, guys who then immediately got cut by the Lions. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a tough break. <laughs> that was tough, man. Uh, so yeah, so apparently it's 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 legal to bet on college games, but you can't do it while you're in the team facility. Why are they in the team facility doing that? And so apparently that was how he and uh, Stanley Berryhill got in trouble. Um, Can I just say how hypocritical this is? Oh, it's completely I mean, hypocritical. The NFL is completely. We are, inundated. we are inundated by advertising during games. There's sponsorship 
at games yeah. for FanDuel, Fan DraftKings, Draft. PointsBet, MGM, all that. The hypocrisy of this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The Raiders lose moving to Las Vegas. Yeah, that's like you're in the center of everything, all yeah. of that. And you're telling me I can't. I think they're doing the draft there. Yeah, no, Not the draft's right? in Kansas City. Not this year, but I think coming up. The draft well, next year's in Detroit. Next year's in Detroit, yeah. So, shameful, it in, is. in my opinion. It really is. I mean... Like, I didn't know. The, the, way that, the way that sports organizations are embracing gambling, but then punishing players for uh, gambling, not even on their own team or on their own sport, but just because they were in the facility ridiculous yeah, that's crazy it, how it, like they in my know. opinion that's crazy like they know that that's what they were uh, so anyways yeah. alright so that didn't make that didn't that, I, that was something that didn't make me happy I just went off on a tangent sorry guys <laughs> um, alright uh, outside of sports what made, what made you happy uh, I got I made beer again nice. for like the first time in a while at my house wow so sweet so I did that on Sunday I had some friends over, made some beer. We made a, a stout that's uh, that's going. Nice. Promoting awesome. away. And... You have a name for it? Uh, I haven't come up with one yet. For sure. But it's going to have a lot of stuff in it, so it's okay. going to have a lot going on. Okay. All right. All right. Sweet. Uh, for me, uh, I will say that... Um, very little is making me happy at the moment. Uh, it's it's been a difficult uh, two and a half weeks since losing Luna. Um, very very difficult. It's a struggle to get through the day, um, and uh, and do what I do. I, I come on this show uh, and I put on a a happy face, a mask because I need to because I got to do my job, uh, and that's what it is. But it's been it's been very difficult the last two weeks. What I will say. Um, it might not be making me happy, but it's, it's making sure that my life continues. Uh, and that is the support of my family, uh, and my friends. And of course, uh, my other dog, Saint, um, who, uh, showers me with love all day and follows me around and sleeps with me and cuddles with me and all that. Um, but it has been, it has been a very difficult, uh, two and a half weeks and it will be a very difficult uh, rest of my life without my dog, Luna. Um, so I will say that and I will turn it over to you, Jordan. Well, obviously my trip to Chicago, first time ever being in Chicago, um, it was pretty eventful as far as it was solo Delo trip, met up with the old high school buddy, haven't reconnected with him in almost 10 years, which is the last time I was, I graduated. So that was fun. <clears throat> and I walked, I got lost. My phone died. I walked seven miles. Yes. I walked seven miles with a dead phone i honestly i i had no idea where i was going in a sense but i found my car two hours after so that was fun and uh <laughs> yeah i'm not kidding just, yeah it was what a, what a, what an adventure that was by myself and then yeah i went to wrigley field wrigley field is exactly how i jumped it i've always dreamed of going to wrigley field and yeah my childhood self was very very excited and uh, dodgers won that makes it even better and my favorite player hit a homer, so that makes it even better again. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty great day. And then drove back late last night, got back about 12 in the morning. So, what a day. What a weekend. Uh, definitely. Where were your seats? Um, I was sitting 
kind of towards outfield, but on the edge, like way back. First, first, okay. yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. I tried to move up. Like, I moved up. Like, I got to my seats. I got my my beverage, and then I moved up closer just to, just because, I mean, you. I know I'm not the only one that does this. You buy a ticket, and then you wait towards, like, the kind of end of the game, and you start to move down. I'm, I've always been that person, but, yeah, um, that's where, yeah, my seats were kind of near there. Went across the street, went to Murphy's, honestly, it's, I, people told me to go to Murphy's, went there, and, yeah, overall, great weekend, I know I'll be back in Chicago over the summer, so, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, the, uh, I, I the, when I went to a Cubs, it was a Cubs-Cardinals game, uh, for my, uh, brother-in-law's, uh, uh, bachelor party, and the seat that I was in, was in the upper deck, okay. and it was the highest row, and it was the last seat oh. in the highest row, and I had a beautiful view, not only of the field, but of Lake Michigan and the city. It was awesome. Uh, it was not easy to get to that seat, um, and it wasn't easy to get out of that seat, but once I was sat there, uh, it was a really cool experience, uh, even as a White Sox fan, uh, to just uh, to just be at Wrigley. Uh, so, very cool. Yeah, it was adventurous. <laughs> All right, well, that will wrap up the Milestone episode 250 of the Get Around podcast. A big thank you to our Audible viewers for tuning in uh, each and every week that we put out this show. We really, really appreciate it. We thank you so much. Uh, I know that I enjoy still doing this show every week. Uh, thank you to James. Thank you to Jordan. And again, thank you to all of you. Episode 250 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books. Get around.